You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get you to Counterpoint. With us today, Jenny Byrne, former campaign manager and deputy chief of staff to Stephen Harper, and Vincent Casparo, former advisor to Paul Martin, former director of Green Fund. Good to have you both. Thanks. I was looking forward to this because it's been busy. Queen's Park's been very busy. So what do these things have in common? Scuba gear, raccoon traps, <coughs> car washes. Yeah, you paid for them. Now the PCs are asking the OPP to investigate millions in ineligible expenses filed by a number of power generators. And we learned about these claims by the Auditor General who tallied up all this questionable spending. Comes to about $260 million. So today the PC party formally requested the OPP investigate. Um, I'll start with you. Let me start with you, Vince, on this one. Is Great it idea. <laughs> I'm just, I just <laughs> want to idea. see your spin on this. But is it a valid um, question? Absolutely. Listen. Really? When, when, absolutely. Listen. It was the IESO yes. and a government audit that caught these um, uh, companies that were acting in bad faith. The fact is this audit allowed for the government to go after these uh, ridiculous expenses. Two-thirds of the expenses have been paid back. A historic $10 million fine was levied against these companies, and the remaining expenses are coming back anyways. So so good on the government for... um, you know, investigating these bad actors. And you know what? If we need to call in the OPP, we probably should. Let me play a game. A game. Let me play a clip for you, uh, Jenny, on uh, Glenn Tebow. Can you pull up clip number two what, where he talks about rebuilding the system? We're rebuilding the foundation of, of our market to make sure that, you know, we've got some flexibility to our system that will allow us to have this new system in place, a new market system in place, but would actually eliminate the, the need for these two type of programs where some in the past have gamed the system. Okay, my question, my, my point would be that they've known about this for a long time. Yes. It, this didn't just pop up last week with the Auditor General report. They've known about this for, for years. It, absolutely. Th- this continues to be uh, uh, corruption and negligence from, from, from this government, and that's why what Ontarians are... Are, uh, are 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 seeing one of these companies is actually run by the government. So th- th- these are these are these are things that 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 they need uh, uh, to be taken seriously. And it's obvious that they're that uh, they're not. I think the OPP should definitely uh, investigate. I don't think they have a have a choice in the matter. Um, but this is just what another uh, what a, a uh, how many like you can't count on one hand how many. Uh, OPP or police investigations that this go- government continues to be under. Sure. And, and of course, by the end of the day, um, we had Kathleen Wynne launching her defamation case against Patrick Brown formally. So now she's filed the paperwork uh, over these comments that he said back in the scrum. And I remember that day vividly where he was in the scrum and he said something, you know, it was about the Sudbury by-election trial where he said, well, maybe when she stands trial and then he described her as a sitting premier sitting on trial. Now, look, it was a very clumsy way. I know what he was trying to say and so did the reporters. And that's why at the time in the scrum, no one really picked up on it because everyone knew that it was uh, fumbled. Um, but what is the strategy here, uh, Vince, of, of Win keeping this in the headlines? I can't imagine why she would want to allow for this to continue. Um, I, I happen to agree with you. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the political strategy here is by launching a lawsuit that, one, isn't going to change the outcome of uh, sort of anything that's happened over the last few years in terms of this particular issue. The second point being, I'm not exactly sure uh, why we would want to continue this 
sort of narrative in the uh, out there in the public realm. Uh, you know, the fact is that the the two liberals who were um, charged were the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a legal perspective. We, we, we got a win, politically, not so much, but I'm not exactly sure why we're trying to rehash that. I think it's a mistake. And Jenny, I mean, look, there's no way uh, Patrick Brown or anybody else in that position is going to turn around and give an attack ad, essentially, to the Liberals. So him saying, I'm sorry for this, that would become an instant political a- Absolutely. This this was actually a gift. I, 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 I agree with Vince. Uh, I uh, I have zero uh, having been in the uh, having been on the Patrick uh, having been on the side of having to make these decisions. I have no idea why they would they would be doing this. It's almost like a gift to uh, to Patrick Brown because at the end of the day, uh, whether it's it's staffers or whoever that do it, it, it is a form of ministerial responsibility, so to speak. And and Kathleen Wynne is responsible for what her what her her staff did. So the fact that uh, today uh, we're still talking about. Uh, potential liberal, uh, uh, you know, court trials. I think is a very good day for Patrick, and there will be zero zero chance that he will uh, will apologize for this. And this will this will run itself in the uh, in the court uh, well after Kathleen Wynne loses and Patrick Brown is the next premier of Ontario. Yeah, I tend to agree. It's just not. It's just it just keeps the story going. Um, but maybe they did it to turn the page because it hasn't been a great day of headlines uh, for um, Kathleen Wynne because. You know, they've been after the Auditor General trying to paint Bonnie Lissick as as a liar with her numbers. But now the Financial Accountability Officer has come out and also said there is no way that they're balancing that budget because there's still about $4 billion that neither the FAO or the Auditor General can account for. So... I, I will. No. I will go to. I'll, okay, you're you're going to give me a point. So, Vince, how does then the Win government campaign on that balanced budget when apparently it's not doable? Well, first of all, Alex, uh, your characterization of what happened is inaccurate. So, okay. first Correct of all, uh, oh, I will for sure. <laughs> what that, that, I? That, that I will definitely do. Look, um, the fact is what. The accountability accountability officer said was that if the the liberals need to make sure that their savings that they've incurred, which includes uh, the partial sale of Hydro One, uh, as long as those savings and capital is realized, that the liberals will balance the budget. If they don't, then they're going to run a $4 billion deficit. Interesting. That's not really the way I read it. Sorry, excuse me. I'm I'm, I'm not done. Hold on. Interestingly, though, Patrick Brown Mm -hmm. came out and supported the liberal numbers. And the reason he did was because if he didn't and the Auditor General has her way, Patrick Brown, in actual fact, will be running a $7 billion deficit. Well, well, hold on a second. Kevin Page gave those numbers. I got to tell you, if I'm a conservative today, I'm not exactly sure how I can be thrilled with Patrick Brown. He sounds more like a liberal. So I'm not (laughs) exactly sure how Jenny Byrne or anyone else can really defend uh, Patrick Brown, because you're basically voting for a liberal. So my, your listeners should basically understand that if you're going to vote for a liberal, vote for the real thing. Listen, no one actually believed uh, during the last provincial uh, budget that the liberals were ever serious in in terms of uh, of, of of balancing the, the 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 books. The only way they would actually be able to balance the budget if they use Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very, very uh, they'd lose that too. <laughs> very, very clever. Listen, this this province has the largest debt of any province, territory, or state yeah. in uh, in North America. There was there was zero chance she made this because uh, obviously someone told her that it was extremely important for a liberal who was sitting at twelve percent in approval ratings, the lowest. 
uh, the lowest of any premier across the country, that it was important. Ontarians wanted to hear that she was going to balance the uh, the, the books, but there was zero chance in the last uh, in the last budget in April that that this was actually uh, that this, this was actually a sincere promise. Well, it, ac- it actually reminds me of like when Stephen Harper was was prime minister, and the only way he could balance the budget was by them selling off the CN Tower. For an extra five hundred million dollars, the, 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 the CN no, no, Tower no, no, is a federal government. Right. Is still a federal government, right? Exactly. Well, he no, wasn't exactly no. balancing the budget from the heart out. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing for sure. <laughs> Stephen Harper didn't balance the budget, and the only year Stephen Harper actually balanced the budget was an election year. So that that, that that's about it. But Je- Jenny knows more about that. I'll let you take it from here, Jenny. <laughs> well, I think you're trying to get off topic from talking about how unpopular Kathleen Wynne is uh, and and how little credibility she actually has on the uh, on the economy. Well, well, take it. Well, actually, in terms of job creation, uh, Kathleen Wynne's done actually a pretty good job. Oh, public sector jobs don't count in those things so let's let's not give that okay? exactly come on all right we're gonna take a I sorry i know that pains you vince but it doesn't all right we're taking a quick break here 828 counterpoint is back after this quick break and should the library have the right to shut down and shut out hate groups We'll talk about that. I'm Alex Pearson. You are listening to On Point here on Global News Radio. It is Counterpoint right now. We have Vincent Casparo and Jenny Byrne facing off. And uh, let's talk about this story. The Toronto Library holding a board meeting tonight to decide if staff can deny hate groups from renting space in the library. And this uh, comes, I guess, a self-professed white supremacist. He's been uh, kind of making his uh, face and, and voice known there. He wants to hold meetings, but he's going to the meeting to fight for that space to be open. Jenny, um, you know, I'm not really sure the library should be choosing what a hate group is. And, and while I don't support hate groups, I would be concerned that anybody that doesn't fit their political alignment would be then considered a hate group. I think there's a there is a very not even fine line between different political views uh, and uh, and and what hate groups are. I, I this has been an issue. I know there were meetings in the in the spring where uh, the uh, the library had to make decisions yep. in terms of white supremacists. I think there's a difference uh, as someone who uh, enjoys political discourse. Uh, I think there's a difference between political parties or different views. Uh, uh, be it on a host of issues and actual white supremacists. I, I right, actually, right. but what if you don't like, let's say, Jordan Peterson or now Lindsay Shepard, and they decide to go down and hold a, a forum at the the library, and someone in the library decides that that's not, you know, to their liking, and that then they get to decide if that's a hate group. Look, and I mean this respectfully. This is a problem with conservatives generally, right? <laughs> like you guys, you guys take one extreme point, yeah, right. And then you move to the other to the other extreme, and you guys are comfortable there, well, and it's all well, good. Well, you guys, it, it, it's totally. Hold on a second. Listen, I, am, I to- actually, I actually agree with you. It, it's totally, it's, <laughs> it's totally just funny. me, the dark entity <laughs> over here. Yeah, I'm looking at Alex now. That's who I'm looking at. No, but seriously, listen. In some instances, it is overwhelmingly clear that people who hold racist views yes. that are overtly racist have absolutely no business getting access to public space. I, I think that position is very clear. Right. Now, but my, my, I know what your point is. Your yes. point is, you know, how about if that line starts to become blurred and starts to get, yeah, like, and starts to get moved? Uh, do you know how many times a day I get called an alt-writer? I mean, are you kidding me? You're, you're, you're not an alt-writer. Well, no, but that's kind of where the dialogue is moving, where everyone on the right is an alt-writer and everyone on the left is a wacky snowflake. I just think the name-calling kind of has gotten to the point now where we're getting to a point where if we all disagree or have minor disagreements, you automatically get shut down. And that's what I would be concerned about. 
Yeah, look, and I get it. But in this particular instance, I think the public uh, library is absolutely correct. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Melanie Jolie causing a little bit of a headache uh, for the finance minister who probably does not need any more poop sandwiches for the week because he's had a few in the last couple of months. But she kind of was asked about the Netflix tax and if that's something they're going to do. And she threw it onto him saying, well, that is up to the finance minister to decide if they're going to have that. And he's had to say no. Well, no, we're not because, he, like, he well, needs the added stress. Well, they're 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 saying that, but they've actually the liberals have campaigned on this for uh, for several elections, and it's extremely uh, extremely unpopular, which is why uh, Jolie is actually turning it over to uh, to uh, 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 Bill Morneau, um, and because why not throw something else else on him? He might as well take the blame. But I think it's very clear that the liberals are going to introduce a, uh, a Netflix tax because that is what they have campaigned on, Vincent. Vincent, are you the alive? Minister, <laughs> I, I'm just in shock. You've got this I, I'm look actually, on your I'm face. actually in shock. Like I, I, your show goes till goes till ten. Yes. I don't think I I have all that time to correct all the inaccuracies that Jenny Byrne has there just no has just has just uh, you know has just stated. But I'll start with the most obvious one. Yes. Um, the Minister of Finance has made it extremely clear they're not bringing in a Netflix tax. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the point starts and stops there. In terms of Bill Morneau generally. Um, Obviously, uh, Pierre Polyev has uh, has is trying to squawk his way into the leadership of the Conservative Party of oh, Canada, God. and he thinks he can do it by standing. As if that's ever going to happen. Exactly, I agree. No, but it, I think he's very good. In a, I think he's very good in the critic role. I do. I yeah. think he's done a very, yeah. very good job. And clearly, Mr. Morneau is feeling. I'm not sure why Ms. Jolie <laughs> could not answer this question. Well, I don't think it's she couldn't answer the question. I don't think she wanted to answer the question because it's ex, she's it's, it's an extremely unpopular tax. It was like passing the hot potato, like when we're you're in kindergarten and it's that that game with a beanbag. She did not want to be the person on the record saying it. I I think the liberals will absolutely do this because that's what they have uh, they have promised to do, and it's it's insincere for Bill Murnau to uh, to actually say otherwise. But he might actually not have a clue because he seems pretty clueless. Uh, well, the, he's busy the, these days. The lowest the lowest he was rated in an Angus Reid poll uh, uh, a few weeks ago as being the lowest performing, uh, viewed performing uh, member of this government. And and there are some pretty low performers in this cabinet. So the fact that your finance minister, who should be your number two, uh, is the lowest performing is pretty telling for this government. Look, I, I know that they're trying to get to the break. They want to get to the break. They didn't have a successful trip to China. That got a lot of, uh, you know, negative headlines and more known was taking all the oxygen in the room before that. Can he survive um, long term, do you think, Vince? Look, I, I, I think so. Uh, just from a political perspective, for you to let your minister of finance go down mm-hmm. uh, is extremely damaging. Uh, it, it's bad. It's bad for capital markets. It's it's bad economically. It's bad politically. It's just bad. So this. Sure, gov- but I don't think we've ever seen a finance minister have this many issues. I mean, well, I, I don't recall. Look, all, all I, so just just to finish the close the loop on it. The bottom line is they're going to do everything they can to keep Morneau in this position as as long as they can. At least, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, if I was in the PMO and giving that advice, it would be like. Uh, Let's close ranks and, and back the guy up for as long as we can because you just can't have him go down. Even though Pierre Polyev is trying to use this as a leadership excuse, um, <laughs> other than that, um, then you know, that that can't be the only reason you get rid of your finance minister. Well, if if Vince and I were working in the same PMO, which we obviously never would be, 
Uh, I would be giving the exact opposite advice of that. Uh, this is a, I, I don't think that they can, I think defending this cabinet minister will do more to hurt uh, Justin Trudeau and, and and the government than defending him. This is a government that hasn't done a serious cabinet shuffle in over two years. Which will is, there be one on the way uh, I, on I the think, way back in the spring? I, I think there has to be. I think gen- January is a an actual perfect month in yeah. terms of, uh, uh, a time to shuffle. Uh, if for the most part, you've got like a break week, uh, break month. Uh, you can do your shuffle early in January, which is what Stephen Harper did several times. And it still gives your ministers as they're in new positions uh, enough time to restaff and be briefed and what have you. But I, I don't think that this, uh, I think that there's probably more shoes to drop on uh, on Bill Marneau. And if I'm Justin Trudeau and I'm I'm their caucus, I don't want to defend it. I, I watch question period every once in a while still. And the look on the Liberal caucus, uh, while Bill Marneau st- stands up and, and spouts nonsense is that of extremely like they're very uncomfortable. Well, and look, they have had a couple of, you know, ministers like uh, Kent Hare. I'm not sure. Can he survive? Uh, I mean, he, he had I, a dreadful. Is there actually a tape? I, I think the, the issue is right now it's he said, she said. Well, he did admit thing, to say, exactly well, he apologized sure for one thing. And then he said, maybe my words were taken out of con. I mean, he hasn't outright said, I absolutely did not say that. Right, so right. therefore, something must have been said. I spoke with the woman, Fiona, who who made the allegations. Yes. And so, look, I just don't know. He's not a very good cabinet minister. He, he isn't. I, I don't think he survives either. It's the, the apology was a non-apology. It's the, uh, I'm sorry if you were offended by what I said, which is not actually apology, an apology. He, no. And he's a very mm-hmm. weak performing uh, minister. Yeah, I mean, they do have a couple of issues with their ministers, but nonetheless, I'm sure they're anxious for the break to turn the page and hopefully get uh, recalibrated. Can they recalibrate? Well, I, I <laughs> listen. If you look at if you look at the figures, okay, uh, historic job creation numbers, uh, historic policy changes when it comes to the marijuana legislation, strengthening the Canada Pension Plan. Uh, there, there's been a lot of good public policy coming out of this government, and, and okay, and, that's a different conversation. Well, sure there is. Listen, we have to we have to fix the, the the mistake that's a lot of the mistakes Stephen Harper made in his ten years in government. So it takes it takes a little bit of time. It just doesn't happen like that. Oh, you're so cute, Vince. All right, we'll leave it on that. <laughs> Vince Gasparro joining us, Jenny Byrne also joining us. Thanks, guys, for coming in on a snowy night. I must say, they came in like troopers. That is counterpoint.